Hi, this is Craig, and I just want to let you know before you watch this Veteran Stories Difference Makers with Jay, that there are some things that are mentioned by Jay about his experiences that were highly traumatic of a sexual nature when he was in the armed forces. Also, Jay goes on to tell us about the long-term effects of this traumatic experience. And then he tells us and shares with us his incredibly encouraging and inspiring and admirable uh, discovery of how art and the skills and the ability to process that he found through doing art has helped him to deal with these traumatic experiences of the past. So I just want to let you know that because this is an inspiring story, though it is very, very moving, and I felt myself uh, quite moved by listening to Jay's story. And I had to pause at the end of it um, and spend some time talking with him after the interview just so that we could have some catharsis together because it was a very powerful topic that he shared. Also, I did want to warn you that if you have had experiences in the past, um, sexual uh, victimization, or maybe you have been abused in the past sexually, and you're still grappling with and struggling with and processing that, maybe this is not a veteran story that you watch right now. And maybe it's something that you watch later. If you are up for watching this, it's inspiring how Jay has worked through the pain, worked through the challenges and continues to work through it so he can make a difference in the lives of other veterans and other people who have been through similar sorts of experiences. Hey everybody, this is Craig from the University of Applied Research and Development, and this is part of our Veteran Stories Difference Makers, and I'm delighted to have Jay Elias with us here, Marine Corps veteran. Hi, Jay. How are you today? Can't believe how awesome I am, and it's because we get the opportunity to talk together. So why don't you share with us your motivation for joining the military in the first place? Um, so I was a young a uh, young fellow growing up in the city. I grew up in, in Brooklyn, New York. Um, and, you know, it was back in, uh, back in a time where it was, it was a little rough over there in the streets. Yeah. So kind of just wanted to, um, you know, get away from the neighborhood and uh, maybe get a chance to travel and learn some new things. Um, you know, learn some discipline, maybe a new skill. And did that end up being the case that you got to travel in your time in the military? So I was fortunate enough to do lots of traveling uh, all throughout the world. I visited a lot of different countries. And uh, yeah, it was uh, the travel part of it was, was a pretty positive experience for me. Okay. So where did you visit? Well, um, in my first year, uh, they flew me overseas after I finished school, and I uh, did a year in Japan, started off in Okinawa, um, and then I got deployed from Okinawa to the mainland, where we were stationed at the base of Mount Fuji, it's ca called Camp Fuji, uh, other Marines might know it, and uh, stayed there for a few months. Uh, while we were doing some training operations. And um, when I rotated back to the States, 
I lived in North Carolina for a little while at Camp Lejeune, uh, like many other veterans, uh, you know, Marine Corps veterans. Yeah. Got to see, the, you know, the East Coast of the United States, um, which was pretty nice. And then from there, uh, we deployed to Western Africa, right, to uh, participate in Operation Sharp Edge, which was a, uh, a humanitarian effort to um, to liberate some some U.S. Uh, citizens and foreign dignitaries from Liberia, which uh, was undergoing a civil war at that time. So we just evacuated uh, civilians and political uh, political types, and then uh, you know there, of course, you get all the the liberty stops when you're on board ship. So we got to visit the Canary Islands and we uh, went up to Spain and that's when the Gulf War kicked off. So we entered the Mediterranean um, and, and we got our, our stay extended uh, at sea by about six months uh, while all that was taking place. So we got to see a lot of the Mediterranean, which was, uh, which was really interesting. Spain, Italy, France, um, Turkey, you know, we were all over Portugal. It was, it was a very interesting time. So during that time, that was in the, at the end of the 1980s to the start of 1991, is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay. So you were in the Marines for four years? I was. Okay. And so that time when you were in Africa and doing that liberation, that operation, and then deployed again into the Gulf War. Are there some experiences there that have really um, impacted you or la stayed with you after you left the military? Yeah. So um, I experienced uh, what a lot of people are familiar with is uh, military sexual trauma. Um, a lot of people don't understand that it happens to men as well. So I was violently sexually assaulted. And, uh, you know, a, a really toxic chain of command and um, fear of retribution, perhaps, um, prevented me from really reporting it or speaking out about it. Uh, you got to understand that back then, it was a very different time, climate uh, as well. Um, sexual assault wasn't really spoken of much back then. Uh, men against men or women so it was a difficult period for me I was a young man uh, still in the process of, of forming my, my personal and, and social identity so it was a difficult uh, thing for me to process and uh, you know upon, upon my release I had a hard time reintegrating back in, into civilian life yeah I can imagine and this was for the jury, was it a repeated um, assault during the time you were in the military or was it on one particular deployment? Um, it, was, it was while I was deployed on ship. It was a single incident. Um, and it, it kind of affected me a little deeper than I really gave it credit for. You know, when I got out, I was really struggling with a lot of uh, emotional stuff and 
kind of turn to drugs and alcohol in, the, in an attempt to just, you know, medicate myself or to just really run away from, from what I was feeling. And uh, I was hyper reactive, um, just not really capable of making rational decisions at that time. So I wound up getting in a lot of trouble, you know, and going to prison for a really long time. Mm. which kind of compounded everything because mm. in prison I was subjected to more physical, you know, and, and sexual uh, violence and aggression. And uh, mm. it was, it was pretty traumatic. Just the prison experience itself was pretty traumatic. So, uh, but the events leading up to it kind of uh, set the stage, I guess, for, for what I had to uh, basically go through for the next decade. I was in prison for 11 years, so. So Jay, that, that sounds really traumatic and um, sounds really impacting. And I, I can only imagine the difficulty and the challenge and the struggle that you went through with that. What's made the the difference for you to still be here and still pushing through? Um, you know, it's a lot of different, um, a lot of different things. Now, now that in retrospect that I look back, I'm enrolled in school now, studying psychology, uh, hopefully get a degree eventually in art therapy. Um, and the reason why I'm doing that, obviously, is because I found art as a, a big intrinsic motivation for me. Um, when I create art, it's very liberating for my soul. I get lost in the process. Um, I can find a lot of metaphors within the studio and my art making process that directly apply to my life and my past and you know my future how I approach it um, there's lots of creative problem solving that goes on in the sculpture studio which is kind of where I focused uh, my art making so basically found found that outlet that creative outlet as a process for healing and uh, yeah I'm, I'm kind of just trying to make it available to others you know, this is part of it, sharing the story, letting letting other people know that um, they're not alone, right? Mm. Cause, because for many years, I felt like I was alone. Mm. Um, you know, I never realized that other people, like, you know, go through this. Um, so it's important for me to share it. Mm. And, and that's kind of why uh, I'm where I'm at now, doing what I'm doing. So I try to like give uh, art therapy and the process of creative art making to, to other people. And I'm trying to like break down the barriers to entry, which is why um, we provide this service for free. I'm in the process right now, trying to figure out a way to make it self-sufficient where it's, you know, it can fund itself. Um, so what we've done is 
created a a product line that hopefully will support the workshops for veterans and first responders. Hmm. So I don't know if, if you're familiar with what I do, but I cast metal. Um, it's a pretty visceral and, and quite cathartic experience. Um, it's very elemental, um, has to do with fire and, and iron and aluminum and bronze, all these elemental things that we get to dip into the almost the power of the universe, really. It's, it's amazing when you tap into the energy inside of a blast furnace because you're you're basically recreating the center of the earth so uh you know the center of the earth is molten molten iron so when you create that and you make a big pot of molten iron you really just tap into this energy that has the power to heal you know i don't know how to explain it yet kind of why i'm studying it in school uh, I want to mm. figure out the process, you know, behind it uh, so I can understand it a little more. And that I think will help me uh, share it with others more effectively. Jay, would you say that not only is the, the process of doing the art that you're saying um, therapeutic while you're doing it, but also the, if I understood what you said just before, the skills that you learn um, are applicable to handling other situations outside of art making in your general life and dealing with the past and the present? Yeah, uh, 100%. You know, I'm learning new coping mechanisms in the studio, and it's just through assimilation. It's not like I'm specifically looking for that when I go into the studio, but once I notice it, I very intentionally explore it, you know. Uh, a lot of times I'll catch myself writing, writing these things down and then trying to contextualize it somehow to some problem that I'm experiencing in my life, you know, because a lot of the problem-solving techniques that we use in the sculpture studio are applicable. If you just figure out the context and how to apply it, Jay, um, when we have this video out there, uh, it'll be on YouTube and LinkedIn and other places. And I'll make sure that um, Evolution Art Studio is, the link to it is in the show notes. And I've got some graphics on the screen as well. So just below us will be the URL so people can find you. But tell us about the studio. Tell us about where it is and, and the best way for people to get hold of you if they'd like to explore this. Sure. So right now I'm located in Detroit. That's our home base, Detroit, Michigan. Um, it's, you know, it's, there's a lot of history here uh, mm -hmm. with steel and metal yeah. uh, in, in general. So it's really, it's really good to be in this industrial setting, casting metal. Um, people can generally just contact me through the website uh, or my email. Um, you know, check emails every day so um yeah and the workshops that we do are completely free to veterans and first responders um and then we also book like private sessions as well so um anybody has a question about that they could just call it's individually priced uh, according to 
you know, the size and type of workshop you're looking for. But we take anybody from beginners with zero experience to, you know, uh, talented artists that have lots of experience. Amazing. Jay, just to, um, just to wrap up, for people who may have been through something similar, maybe not in the military, but maybe just as they've been through life, they've encountered a situation which is either a one-off or, or a longer term, and they've, they've experienced something similar, and they're feeling that really, really dark, and they're not sure how to work through it, and they may feel like they can't get through it, What's something that you would say to them? Definitely reach out. I think the hardest thing for me to do was to reach out for help. Um, I can definitely say that after exposing myself to the creative process, making art, it was much easier for me to seek out help. And I don't know why but I feel as though <clears throat> creating and sharing art with others allows you to be vulnerable um, in a way that's kind of safe. So especially if you're surrounding yourself with people who are you know, empathic and sensitive to, to your situation. Um, so yeah. Art making helps, definitely. Um, but if you don't have access to that, I, I definitely recommend seeking out some professional help from somebody. Um, mm. It's scary at first, scary mm. at first, um, but it gets mm. easier over time. I can mm. say that. And the more you talk about it, uh, the less scarier it is. Mm. So. Jay, um, firstly, thank you for your service. Thank you for your bravery in sharing part of your journey, part of your story. Thank you for what you're doing with Evolution Art Studio and working with other people who may have been through trauma as well and sharing that beautiful process that you're going through and finding healing through that creative process and sharing that with others. You're an incredible role model of strength and vulnerability. And I know that this is just part of your journey, but thank you for what you're doing right now. You are appreciated. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this opportunity.